You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's a Thursday, and that means on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with your host, Roy White, at RW3 on Twitter, and my man, the namesake of the program, Mr. Tom Ryle, at Tom Ryle BTB on Twitter. And you can reach out to us, reach out to the program, and of course, reach out to all of us at Blogging the Boys at Blogging the Boys there on Twitter. And make sure you check out all that great content at bloggingtheboys.com. What a week it's been, Tom, and even more to look forward to, right? Uh, tremendous episode of Hard Knocks earlier this week. Mm-hmm. You can, of, of course, check out our reaction video there on the Blogging the Boys YouTube page, and we're going to be bringing you a lot more videos there on that YouTube page, including a roster instant reaction video coming up on Monday starting at 2 p.m., right? That's getting you ready for the final roster cuts as the news breaks, we will have you covered on the Blogging the Boys YouTube page on Monday. So make sure you bookmark that at 2 p.m. and hit that subscribe button. We will get you all that news ready to go. So uh, with the Cowboys making their cuts and getting ready to prepare for the 53-man roster on Tuesday, Tom, we would have thought earlier this week that we would see some guys getting cut. But because of these unusual COVID circumstances that we are living in, there really weren't any significant moves to be made for the Cowboys this week. Yeah, they only the only guy that actually was released as a result of all the maneuvering in and out was the kicker they signed for all of a week and never did anything with. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm not going to try that. It's not and the so, right pronunciation, but I like just hallelujah. Okay, so so now it looks like Greg Zerline will be on the field uh, Sunday afternoon against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was at practice. Uh, I think he went like five for eight. Uh, felt like he was a little rusty. Didn't have a good good session, but uh, you know, hopefully he'll knock that off because uh, Cowboys don't have a whole lot of choice there. <laughs> they they've got to go with him. He he is John Fossil's handpicked kicker, just like uh, Brian Anger is his uh, handpicked. Hunter and Jake McQuaid is his hand-picked long snapper. So, uh, you know, that's kind of uh, the way that's going to go. They're going to have to roll those guys. Now we get to try to see some of the down roster guys because you can bet the starters with, you know, maybe a few odd exceptions like uh, Zerline are not going to be on the field. They're going to be chilling on the sidelines, and this is going to be an evaluation game for the last bit of data for the staff when they try to figure out who's going to make that first 53-man roster, uh, you know, because there will be some churn. The, the guys, the 53 guys at the uh, start of the process are not going to be exactly the same as they are against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's likely to be some 
IR maneuvering and shenanigans where they get somebody activated so they can put him on IR and be able to activate him later. Uh, that's well, possibly what, huh? I was going to say, and you're also looking at the way other teams react, right? I mean, players yeah. get cut around the league that can potentially help you in certain areas. And I imagine the Cowboys will at least find one or two of those types of players that can, yeah. you know, make an addition and make an impact for their team going forward. I imagine, though, like you said, uh, Micah Parsons not going to be very happy with his role there on Sunday at noon because he's going to be sitting on the sidelines the entire game. Him and Leighton Vander Esch can have a nice conversation. Although Leighton, uh, does Leighton get some playing time there on Sunday? How long would you? I wouldn't. Jalen, I might see putting him out there, make it very clear, like, dude, you know, let's let's go run a few special team plays, like uh, <laughs> I was reported LVE was doing in practice. Uh, yeah, I I think LVE is is valuable enough uh, as as the primary backup uh, to Micah Parsons because I think that's going to be his role, and you also might see him coming in for Keanu Neal as well, just to give him a spe- uh, to spell him a few times, uh, you know, and he's gonna he's definitely. I, well, I think at this point, he's when they have three linebackers on the field, it's going to be LVE ahead of Jabril Cox. I don't think yeah. Cox is quite ready, although he seems to be coming along nicely and will probably have an increasing role as the season goes along. But, uh, yeah, a lot of guys will be seeing there. You know, we're hoping that uh, maybe C.D. Lamb is going to be back out of COVID protocol so he can trash talk Mike a little bit more like he did during Hot Knocks, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was fun. Uh, I do want to interject one thing. If there's anybody out there listening that hasn't seen the three-minute drone sequence that opened Hard Knocks, it's all over Twitter. You can go back and, and replay it if you've got HBO. Or the best option would be to go look at our YouTube instant recap. Pull that up on YouTube because RJ opened with that since the NFL Films had put that out as a promo. And uh, that is just... It's astounding from the expertise. Uh, it took them 15 tries to get that right, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's, got, it's got the le- neat little uh, Easter egg, the little uh, uh, Captain America nod, with uh, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, there's a point where the voiceover is talking about uh, Roger Stahlback as Captain America. Oh, yeah, right and at the just- beginning, right? And, and that was kind of something that I had to go back and watch uh, again. Yeah. It's like, did they put a – an old like radio type clip for each one of those players. And sure enough, right. Drew Pearson, Jerry Jones talking about Emmett Smith. There's only one Emmett Smith. And then the Roger Staubach, Captain America quote, that was all really, really cool. Um, the yeah. fact that they included the, the drone dropping at the very end of the episode, I thought was really cool because that 15th try, that was their last attempt. They were given yeah. three hours to do that shot, right? The yoga folks weren't going to be there forever. Um, the remainder of it, right. The people that had to be posted up, whether it was the young girl broadcaster who was standing just inside the star as they came through the doors, or whether it was the gentleman in the Cowboys, uh, practice room who had to do a voiceover. And by the way, that definitely was brought in post-production. If anybody's curious, there was no microphone on that drone and it was not picking up that, which makes it actually all the more impressive. Because they had to do that audio manipulation to where it would sound like they were getting closer and then they were getting further away from 
the individuals that they were listening to. So yeah, really, really cool. And if you haven't seen it, I mean, definitely check that out on the blogging the boys YouTube video. And then, you know, watch the whole recap episode because it was good too. Yeah. Yeah. But now we got to look forward. Um, we've got a game coming up and some things have changed uh, about what we thought we knew about the roster. And there's suddenly some new competitions maybe out there. Uh, you know, I know that there's one you want to bat back and forth with me uh, about. I mean, let's start. Let's just get right into it, right? Because I think that's the one that most people will be focused on. Prior to even this week, I think most Cowboys fans, correct me if I'm wrong, were of the impression coming into this preseason that Garrett Gilbert was the guy, right? It was his job to lose. And now, as we stand here today, whether it be the quotes from Jerry Jones on his weekly morning show where he only mentioned Cooper Rush, it should be noted that he was asked specifically about Cooper Rush within the question. So I think Jerry has a tendency to regurgitate that and speak glowingly about any players that are mentioned within a question. And I'm speaking from experience because I was on that morning show that used to speak with him on a weekly basis. Jerry does have a little bit of showmanship to him, but he will also repeat something that you say and just add glowing adjectives to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, that is where Jerry went in his praise of Cooper Rush. However, Mike McCarthy also, whether it be the Hard Knocks clip where he showed some frustration with Garrett Gilbert's strip sack against the Texans that ultimately wound up being decisive in that preseason game, um, there seems to be some question as to who owns this spot. I will let you start and tell me <laughs> who should be the Cowboys' backup quarterback heading into week one. And is this a battle that will be won based on this preseason game on Sunday? Well, it's hard. You have to be careful, of course, about how you evaluate preseason. As In other words, you can't overweight what you see in a preseason game. But we do it anyway. But now let's it, do it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and that's exactly what I, what I was trying to tap dance around. In that game, to me, there was a noticeable response from the rest of the team. And don't forget that Cooper Rush came in for his first series with the starters and immediately marched down the field and got the Tony Pollard touchdown. They just seemed to pick up with him, whereas they just seemed to be flat and down while Garrett Gilbert was out there. Uh, and Mike McCarthy has said that Cooper Rush is going to be the first quarterback on the field against the Jacksonville Jaguars on sun Sunday. Now, is that just them trying to give him a, a little bit more evaluation, or is that a hint that he has taken the lead in the uh, competition for the best quarterback who not named Dak Prescott? And what do you uh, think? is the answer to that question. I think that Cooper Rush is now their, maybe their, their only option if they stick with going internally and don't sign an outside quarterback, which is another question entirely. However, from your expression and a few comments you made earlier, I don't think you're leaning the same direction now, are you? I am not. And actually, I'm a little bit, 
shocked at how quickly the winds of change have blustered Cooper Rush's sales and similarly deflated how we felt about Garrett Gilbert a season ago. Remember, Garrett Gilbert was given a start against the Pittsburgh Steelers and had them in a position to win that football game. They wound up losing 24 to 19. But during that game, in the regular season, I felt like that was a game that Garrett Gilbert could win. And that performance still sticks with me and weighs more heavily with me than anything that we've seen in the preseason so far. Never mind the fact that Garrett Gilbert at least has a pedigree comparable to Cooper Rush. This man was the champion of the Alliance uh, American Alliance Football League, right? The AAF. <laughs> he, he orchestrated the Orlando Apollos to a 7-1 and one record, Tom. He was the best quarterback in the AAF during that time frame, including leading them in leading the league in touchdown passes, leading the league in passing yards. And I know what you're going to say, right? Well, that's basically playing against preseason competition. If that, <laughs> yes, that's true. But if that is the case, then he at least has a much larger, a much larger profile, a much larger resume of being able to do that against preseason type of talent than Cooper Rush does to me. The only thing that Cooper Rush has going for him is that he was once a quarter, a, a teammate of Kellen Moore when Kellen Moore was still playing. And so if you wanted to make the case to me that Cooper Rush, in all likelihood, has a better understanding of this game plan, and that was something Jerry Jones alluded to earlier this week, right? He basically said that he felt like with Cooper Rush in the game they, that they could open the entire playbook. For that reason... I might give a nod to Cooper Rush. But if you're asking me from a talent standpoint, who I feel better about, about potentially winning a game, if Dak Prescott goes down, I still feel better about Garrett Gilbert. And ultimately, this type of thing comes down to how we all feel about it, right? You mentioned that you felt like the offensive units picked up their game when Cooper Rush was in, was in during the preseason. And I don't disagree with that. I think Cooper Rush has looked a little bit better this preseason. But again, I don't want to get sucked into that. I want to remember how I felt about Garrett Gilbert a season ago when we did see him being given an opportunity. And I felt better about it than I think I would about Cooper Rush. Yeah. If I had to rank them, outside option number one, Garrett <laughs> Gilbert number two, Cooper Rush number three. And I, yeah, I, you know, I just, I, I don't get that feeling, but I, let me say this. The problem is both of them have had an inconsistency problem. Yes. Uh, you know, Gilbert. They got a backup seemed, quarterback problem, right? They're backup quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. They're both, sometimes they come out, they look really good, and then they'll turn around and just lay an absolute egg. Uh, so this is, this is a tough call. Uh, you know, First, we got to hope that Dak stays healthy, uh, you know, and it looks like he is perfectly on track. You know, mm -hmm. it was kind of exciting on Wednesday to find out that he, he threw 12 passes during 11 on 11 drills, completed uh, 11 of his passes. Uh, one of them was broken up, I think, by Jaron Kirsch. J-Ron. Uh, and he had yeah, two I big completions to the tight ends, both Dalton Schultz yeah. and Blake Jarwin getting yeah. involved in the action. Yeah, we're going to see Blake Jarwin down the slot a lot, I think. I'm looking forward to that in the regular season. But, yeah, um, 
So it sounds like we both actually agreed that there is no competition taking place this weekend. It's just we both yeah. have our eggs in different baskets, right? You think yeah. Cooper Rush has already taken the job. It's his to lose. I think Garrett Gilbert should be given this job, whether or not he outperforms Cooper Rush this weekend. And that's the beauty of it, right? That's the fun of the predictions. We'll see how the Cowboys do wind up playing it. And, of course, we'll have all the reactions as the Cowboys make their final roster cuts to the 53-man roster there on Monday on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out. Follow my man at RJ Ochoa, who will keep you posted on when that is going live. I believe, again, Monday at 2 p.m. is when they plan on doing that live. So we got the quarterbacks out of the way, right? That's the big one. That's the battle. Uh, There were other position battles that I was looking forward to, only unfortunately now it seems like we're going to be missing a vast majority of the players that were going to be available in this area. And that was at the safety position. Yeah. uh, For those that didn't catch the news, uh, they had a COVID incident. They are currently, there were at one point six players that were on uh, the uh, COVID list. Uh, But Israel Mukwamu has already come off because he was just a close contact and he tested negative and he's already returned to practice. So the guys that are still in COVID protocol, for those that aren't aware, are DeMonte KZ, uh, at free safety, left guard Connor Williams, uh, C.D. Lamb, the star wide receiver, uh, defensive tackle Carlos Watkins, and safety Malik Hooker, who I think was going to get some playing time just because he is coming back from injury and is rusty. We don't know if he's going to be ready to go for Sunday. If he is, I think we'll see some play out of him. Uh, but yeah, it's, they're going to just be putting out whoever they've got healthy, but most of the other guys weren't going to stay playing time anyway. They weren't going to put, they weren't going to put lamb out there. They weren't going to put Casey out there. Um, they may have put Connor Williams in at center, some more, uh, you know, just give him some more work. Uh, Watkins wasn't going to play. So we're not going to be missing a lot because of the COVID thing. Uh, so that one's going to be kind of uh, just a matter of seeing what they've got, because that's really what the game is going to come down to. This is all going to be depth questions. You know, is this guy someone we want to keep? Is that guy someone we want to keep? And there's one thing that all of a sudden is a big question that was that I thought was answered. Because, you know, on Wednesday, we found out that, that a Rico Dowdle is going on season-ending uh, IR. Now, all of a sudden, what are they going to do about running back three? Because Dowdle, I thought, had it locked up. He was a solid backup uh, for, for both Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Now they've got a question. How do they handle that? Are they going to go look at Jaquan Hardy? Uh, and there's, a, there's another rookie uh, – that they might be interested in, in taking a look at, or do they maybe go with two running backs and Nick Ralston as a fullback because Mike McCarthy loves him some fullback. Uh, Ralston hasn't been great. He did have two fourth down conversions during the, uh, the preseason game against the Houston Texans where he just barely got it pushed across the line, but he did convert. That is suddenly a competition I thought was done and over with, and now it's just wide open. And so I think we're going to have a chance. Somebody has a chance to, to maybe get the coach's eyes and convince them that they're a person they want to keep on the squad. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... 
You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Indeed, they do have a chance. There is also the good chance that they'll just roll with Zeke and Pollard and be perfectly content with those two individuals. The other part about that position, I feel like more so than most around the NFL – there's always one or two guys that get released at that position that can probably come in and and help you from a veteran standpoint. So that's one I would keep an eye on for the Cowboys is they may be keeping an eye on the guys that are released on Monday and Tuesday of next week. And ultimately that may be a move for them. Do you have any, any concern? I I did want to ask you about this when it comes to Dak Prescott, because it's impossible to just kind of let it go and say, okay, everything's fine. Everything's hunky-dory, right? At some point, we do want to see him at full action, right? Especially as they get ready to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the world champions, and Tom Brady. So with that game, essentially two weeks away, and with the first team presumably preparing as we speak with installations for that game, at least if I were a head coach and I were Mike McCarthy, I would be having the first team unit that's not going to be playing this weekend. I would have them preparing as if, you know, they're getting ready to take on the Buccaneers in in two weeks as they are. At what point would you, should you want Dak Prescott to be participating fully knowing that he's going to be facing one of the better defenses in the NFL on opening night? Oh, I think that he's going to be, fully participating in the week before the Buccaneers game. Uh, I don't know the practice schedule off the top of my head, but the Thursday night game, I'm figuring the last two or three practices uh, that that are actual practices, because the last one will probably be a walkthrough, a pat and go type of practice. Well, I'd imagine they go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right? Take the off day, take a travel day Wednesday, and then they're on the field Thursday. As you mentioned, if Tuesday is a walkthrough day, then perhaps it's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday type of scenario. Um, I I think they're going to get him in the full 11 on 11, you know, doing everything except for the fact that anybody who does touch him might be in danger of being cut on the spot. Watch Uh, yourself, Kamara. Yeah. Um, But uh, the, uh, I think that they definitely will uh, have him out there doing everything. Um, I think they, you know, they they might get a, a slight advantage because my understanding is that the Buccaneers plan to play their starters a little bit, 
in preparation. And I've been hearing that the uh, the Buccaneers are lining up with a a five man offensive line combination that looks a little bit frightening. So I hope the Cowboys are working real hard on how to beat something like that and get some fast releases out. Uh, you know, Dak needs to be very aware that he's got to be able to find targets and get rid of the ball and protect himself. And uh, I'm sorry, they, did you say you said defensive front, a five man defensive front? Yeah, five man defensive lineman coming on a pass rush, basically five down linemen. And it's like all of them are good. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, there was word they were showing that some in, in some practices. And to me, that's something, if that comes out, then it's like max protect and tell Dak, you know, don't be afraid. If we don't get the third down, just make sure we survive to try and again. So that's, that I think is coming, but I, I, th- I am not concerned about Dak's progress. I think they did an excellent job of giving them a chance for that shoulder to heal. Because remember, they went to both the, the Texas Rangers and the New York Yankees to discuss this because it, it's an injury that's frequently seen in baseball. And they took their advice on how to get their man right. And so I, I don't feel bad about that at all. Yeah, in, in hindsight, as we've seen it and as we're preparing for week one of the regular season, I actually have to step back and give the Cowboys coaching staff a ton of credit for putting the reins on the guys that they have to ensure that they are available come week one and fully ready to go, right? It appears from, by all indications, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence, all of the biggest names that you would expect for the Dallas Cowboys and that you would hope would be 100% come week one. It appears that they will be. Tyron Smith, same scenario, Zach Zach. You know, Zach Martin, same scenario. Lyle Collins, uh, dealing with a little thing there. But, you know, from an offensive line standpoint, from an offensive standpoint, it's probably as good as it's ever been heading into week one over the last decade. Yeah, uh, it's, I think if you take everything, yeah, I think they've got they've got the tools, the weapons they want at all positions. And, you know, it's they are going up against a, a fierce challenge right out of the gate. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond and how that game goes. But, you know, I, th- I think they're going to be about as ready as they can. Um, and I'm hoping that maybe, you know, there's some rust on the other side, too, because, you know, they're not going to put Brady at risk in the preseason if they do play him on Sunday. And so. We'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think Prescott is a concern. I think his accuracy will be there. I think his arm strength is coming along fine. He was, he was throwing some 25 to 30-yard passes. Uh, you know, that's, that's deep. And I think if he had to uncork a deep bomb, he could probably get the ball downfield. Well, what else besides what we've discussed, the quarterback play, the potential secondary going on, what else will you be watching when the Cowboys take on the Texans on Sunday? What will you be watching for, Tom, with your incredibly sharp scout's eye? Ha, ha, ha. Okay. That's not – That's not. I'm not being facetious there. Come on now. That's not – Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a scout's eye. I just, I just pay attention to the guys who do, and one of them is Bob Stern. And I have an article uh, that – I believe goes up at one o'clock today, which I believe is a a little bit after we have our podcast go up, 
where Stern brought up the fact that the first, the guys that play uh, first team on special teams during the preseason often wind up making the roster. And we have a history here at blogging the boys of tracking that our, our own one cool customer did uh, some articles in the past about this, where he found exactly that to be true. If you found the guys that were the first team special teams units on punts and punt coverage and kickoff coverage and kickoffs, everything except field goals, basically the guys that showed up on all four of those teams made the roster. And, uh, over, I think a couple of seasons, uh, OCC showed managed to, to, to name all but one guy that was, did wind up making the roster at least until they went on RIR at some point. And Sturm has identified that there are three guys to keep an eye on because they were on all four of those special teams units. That was Darian Thompson, uh, the darling of hard knocks, Azur Kamara and linebacker Luke Gifford. Uh, those are not the usual suspects when you're looking at who's going to make the roster. And Sturm also said that some people to watch because they were on three of the four units, which makes them likely to have a shot, uh, are Stephen Parker, uh, Deontay Burton, uh, Jeremy Spreaker, the tight end, and Rondell Carter. So that is, that is some names that, that a lot of people don't even have on a 53-man projection. Yeah. It means that if they make the team, somebody we thought was on there isn't going to be on. And this is going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, it's particularly, it's one of those rare times when there was something on hard knocks that you think might have tied into this because they highlighted that, that Kamara in uh, the second and third preseason games for Dallas got a lot of snaps. And my thinking is that maybe they're trying to make sure that he's as prepared as possible to be a depth player at defensive end while they have him on the roster primarily to kick in with special teams. And he is kind of an undersized edge rusher, which makes sense if you've got to be running down and covering punts or trying to block for a, a, a punt return. This is a very interesting thing. And as I said, these are guys that people are generally not thinking of. And we've been proven, it's been proven in the past that that's kind of how this works. Now the big caveat, that was the Jason Garrett era that, that OCC documented. That's right. This is the Mike McCarthy era. We have no data from 2020 because there was obviously no preseason games under the COVID uh, precautions that they took last summer. We don't know if that's how it works with Mike McCarthy, but Will McClay's still in the house. Uh, you know, how big a vote does he have in all of this? Like I said, John Fossil seems to carry a pretty big stick when it comes to trying to get people uh, to play on his special teams units. You know, is, is he going to be pounding the table for, for one or two of these guys? This is go these are some names I think are going to be very interesting to keep tucked away 
when we start finding out who is actually on the roster at that initial cut through and then, you know, who makes it through until uh, Sunday or Thursday night against the Buccaneers. And I think we're going to have, I think a few people are going to be surprised. You know, if you listen to this, it won't come as a much of a surprise, but I think a couple, three of these names are going to pop up and be on the roster and some other guys are going to be, you know, they're going to be trying to get on the practice squad and people are going like, what are they doing? Well, this is what they're doing. Special teams is like 15 to 20% of your snaps during a game. You've got to man them. You've got to have good people. We saw some bad special teams uh, play and some bad coverage against the Houston Texans and they really need to get that cleaned up, but they need to have good, players in that so they need to find out who they want to have so it does sound like you are buying into the theory then even with mike mccarthy at the helm that they're probably going to go that direction whether it be by will mcclay's influence or by the fact that that just does speak to you know the players that are going to provide you some value this season i i don't i wouldn't say i'm buying into it I'm saying this is a fascinating real world experiment to find out how it works because mm-hmm. we're going to get the answer in, in less than a week, or at least the first cut at the answer when we get down to the first 53 man roster. So yeah, I'm really waiting to see what happens with this and, and who actually makes it, and who does it. Well, we all can't find, can't wait to find out. Of course, we will have all the reactions for you as the Cowboys make their cut downs. Got to be down to 53 by Tuesday, August 31st. And for that reason, we will have a live broadcast on Monday on the Bogging the Boys YouTube channel, 2 p.m., where we will be discussing and reacting live to the Cowboys cuts that are made. Make sure you check out Tom's article, of course, highlighting those players to keep an eye out for with the preseason game against the Texans. With that being said, Tom, we got two more episodes of Hard Knocks to be reacting to. Of course, you can catch those post-show reactions live right after the episode airs, 10 p.m. Central Time there on Tuesday nights as well. And we're going to be bringing a lot more video content for you as well on the Blogging the Boys YouTube page. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you follow all the podcasts here at the Blogging the Boys uh, Podcast Nation, of course, powered by SB Nation. And uh, Tom, anything else you want to leave us with before I say goodbye to the folks? We're, we are almost there. The regular season is about to start. We've got through the long haul, and I'm ready for some football. Two short weeks away. It'll be upon us sooner than you can imagine. And, of course, in a week and a half, Tom and I will have your Cowboys-Buccaneers preview and get you ready for what we think the Cowboys – will truly look like in 2021. But for Tom Ryle at Tom Ryle BTB, I'm Roy White at RW3 on Twitter. You can hit both of us up and let us know what you'll be watching for when the Cowboys play their final preseason game on Sunday at noon. And tell us who you think will make the cut, right? 53 men, you decide who's going to be on the Cowboys roster and hit us up on social media. For that, it's Time to get riled up on the Cowboys every Thursday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, and we will see you next week.
first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, mom. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.